You are now tuned in to the December 26th podcast, where we encourage you to be extraordinary on an ordinary day. What's up, 26ers? Welcome to the December 26er podcast. I am your host, Delisha, and it has been a while, but we are back with another installment of Extraordinary Occurrences with Mr. Extraordinaire himself, Demarcus Adisa. What's up? What's going on? The first thing that came to mind was that song, I don't even know who made it. It's like, it's been a while. Was that Hootie and the Buzz and Darius Rucker? Who was that? I do not know. You I feel like that you was in high school when that came out. It's been a while. You know, you, know. you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I'm, I'm usually on top of uh, things like that, but I am not sure. So I will not confidently guess because I really have no idea. Now yeah. you're looking it up. Yeah, now I'm looking it up because <laughs> it's going to bother me. I think that is a stained song. So okay. I probably was in middle school when that came out. Gotcha. But, you know, our suburban lives, I heard a lot of. Heard a lot of rock music on the bus and locker rooms and stuff. And surprisingly, it never stuck. I just was always and, like. Um, <laughs> my favorite rock song is is actually Black Hole Sun. That song goes hard. I don't care what anybody says. I don't even know what that you is. Go ahead and look it up. Um, it goes hard. I think the first time I heard it was like maybe in like the gym or something. They used to play these like videos on a loop. Um, and I think that's my favorite. Soundgarden. Yeah. Which I don't even know. They could be whack to people who really listen to. I feel like they used to that. I've heard that name before. Watching MTV in the 90s. I feel like I've heard that name. I mean, you know, like the Red Hot Chili Peppers and stuff like that. But I don't know why I like that song. The least you're somewhere listening to Pearl Jam, y'all. Uh, that is highly inaccurate. <laughs> I can say, you know, because of the schooling that I have had, yes, I probably know more uh, rock bands and alternative bands than most people who look like me, unless you're into that sort of thing, because we all know there is a segment of the population, it, it, it sees no color, right, who who are into that. And there's also that documentary called A Band Called Death. Have you ever watched that with the black rock band? I, it's been on my documentary list, but I've never seen it. Uh, the first like metal band or punk rock yeah. band that was black out of Detroit, I want to say. Yeah, I did watch that. So, yeah, we I'll have you know, that out. a segment of our demo who, who are really into it. We had an uncle who was really into Metallica. Back <laughs> yes, he was. And I couldn't stand when he picked me up from school <laughs> playing that music. I don't I don't know why you think growing up in a place that, you know, had people that were into so many things that I would just have this diverse palette when it comes to music. But if it does not lean towards uh, the counts and the beats that I'm familiar to. Nah. You stick to the rivers and the lakes <laughs> I, uh, that you're used to. Mm, uh, not only are my lips black, but my ears are too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, we started like totally on <laughs> a different track. Um, I, I let my ADHD brain take over. I'm sorry. But here we are. So tell me, man, like, well, let's, let's, let's back up a little bit. So people may have be wondering, you know, where we've been, what's been going on. I think first and foremost, we haven't really seen each other all that much this summer. No. So that's part of the issue. I won't even call it an issue. Just part of the, the circumstances right now in that, you know, we've just sort of been in two different places. So that has really changed the nature of the show, the dynamic of the show, what we're able to do. Because in addition to being in two different places, we both have had pretty demanding careers, right. you know, right now. And so things have just been crazy. And I've been going through some stuff too, which we can get into. Um, and you've had your own journey. So it's been a lot. So we're, this is the first time we've been able to record 
in like, I don't know how long. Probably since June because mm-hmm. I was gone like mid-April through May and I came back in June and then I left again. I was home like one or two days here and there in July and I didn't get back till about a week ago. Um, right. So I've been all over the place. So really we maybe spent four weeks together maybe so far this summer. If that, I don't if that. know. Um, and then, you know, it's when you only come home for one or two days, a lot that has to be done. Number one, while you're home. Number two, if it doesn't line up with my schedule, we just can't record. And so this is where we've been, um, you know, but it's good to get back on the mic uh, after just the last few months kind of feel like a blur. But do you want to tell the people what you've been up to, like where you've been, what you've seen? I have been working. Um, y'all, I've been on the road. Um Working gigs at uh, festivals, that's been interesting, traveling city to city, you know, even when international went up to Canada. Um, But it's been very interesting uh, um, moving across the country, um, dealing with production, dealing with people in different cities, seeing all these different types of music and musical acts and just being on the road, living out of suitcase. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think one of the most Interesting things about it. One of the things I never thought about is you kind of lose track of time when you go city to city, like things that occur. You can't really tell after a while things kind of blend, blend together. And you're like, well, when did I do that? And, you know, you you think something was like a week ago. It might have been a month ago or things that happened a week ago. It feels like it was two months ago or whatever, because you're changing time zones, territories, everything. Nothing is really familiar. Right. Um, So that's been very interesting. But it has been unique going to other cities, um, engaging with those local populations when you have the time. Different types of music that I'm not necessarily into, but learning about their culture, what they do. It's just been a fairly interesting um, experience and tiring above all because festivals, I mean, if you're there from the beginning, most of them don't start to the afternoon anyway, but still you have to be there before they start and then you're there after they close. So although a festival may be over at noon, I mean, not noon, but 12 a.m., you're there till 1, 2 o'clock in the morning sometimes just to be back the next day at 10 or 11 o'clock in the morning. And most people who are not exhausted by those types of festivals are on some kind of substance. And that's why. Right. <laughs> some kind of controlled substance. There's a lot of that. A lot of that that goes on by the people that work it and the participants mm-hmm. or whatever. Not your boy. I was over here drinking water. Clean and yeah. sober. Clean, <laughs> Clean and, and sober. sober. But... Like it, it can be very grueling and demanding. And people use performance enhancing uh, substances, but it, but it has been a definite, uh, definitely been an interesting summer um, for sure. A lot of experiences, a lot of stories, uh, a lot of learning. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I will say I'm glad we made the decision to put guests on pause because it would never have worked with you gone. Like there's no time for pre-production at all. It's barely time for post when we do uh, record or when I do record. So I'm glad we made the preemptive decision to put that on pause, even though I've had a couple of people who are like trying to come on the show who are asking that, you know, we make an exception. We'll see what happens there. But um, it, you know, it, it has been like it's been um an adjustment, just not being in the same state, you know, and being able to sort of ideate and create together. So, because, you know, me, I have been nowhere actually all summer. I have not traveled at all, partially because I've just been really busy. Um, and also just airports are just chaotic right now. So I've sort of stayed out of it. The two trips that I was supposed to take this year both ran into travel to, trouble both times. Oh uh, Yeah, that's right. I was supposed to go to Europe. 
a disaster. Was supposed to just hop down to Atlanta. Flight got canceled after being delayed six different times. So after that, I was just like, you know, I'm here. This is it. But I'm definitely feeling the strain of not having taken a, you know, just proper vacation or just gotten out of my environment and gone somewhere else. I definitely feel ooh, the exhaustion from that. Yeah, if anybody need a vacation, you you need you need a vacation and a vacation after the vacation. It's crazy, like. It's, you know, I always laughed, laugh about it, but, you know, our first year at 2019, we were trying to get the nonprofit off the ground and doing the gala and the um, back to school, the first back to school bash. I took, I used all the time I would have taken for vacation. I dedicated to that. And my philosophy at the time was you can travel at any time. Like you only have one launch. <laughs> I could take a vacation next year. It's then, fine. Then clink <laughs> convict music. <laughs> Locked up. Locked up. Won't let me out. And I'm not one of those people who took a $22 flight to Cabo uh, (laughs) during the pandemic. So, um, so I, yeah, I am feeling very, very afraid at the edges. You know, that's for sure. You know, I didn't even think about that because I was like, we really, I mean, we've mentioned it before, but we really were in the house for almost like a year and a half. Like didn't go anywhere. You didn't go anywhere for sure. And this year, I, I feel like I've been everywhere. Yeah. So, and you know, pre pre twenty nineteen, I traveled internationally every right. year. You know, just I'm a person because of how I'm wired. I have to. I can't unplug at home. Like I have to actually go geographically somewhere else, and preferably out of the country, for me to feel like I can sort of turn my brain off and disconnect. And so, um, and you know, I I, I guess because of the way you know we grew up, and when you come from just. And everyday hardworking family like we do, you recognize vacations for what they are. That that is a luxury, right? And I, I count it a privilege to be able to travel. So I didn't even like, I wasn't even complaining about it. It's just like, you know, it is what it is. It's fine. Um, I'm fortunate to be able that when the world gets back to normal, you know, get back out there and go somewhere. I wasn't really thinking anything of it, but the just constant go, 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 you know, and never fully taking a minute just to step away from everything, like has definitely impacted me in a very real way. And and so, yeah, this summer for me has been, whew, it's been everything. It's been a lot. It's been like the most and the least all at the same time for different reasons. This summer has been a lot. I, I've enjoyed it. You know what I mean? Um, it didn't exactly go how I was expecting it to go, but I've definitely enjoyed it. I mean, I, I, I'm trying to think. I've been to Vegas, Went to D.C. I went to Baltimore. I've been to Miami. I've been to Vancouver. Vancouver. I went to Tulum. Anybody on the fence about going to Mexico, just do it. Just just all I'm going to say is just do it. Go down there. Enjoy yourself. It's a really good time down there in Mexico. And surprisingly, in Mexico, they are very accommodating to black Americans. Mm-hmm. Not that I, not to say that I, I thought there would be any bias or anything, but like there is a whole community and spaces like the music. Everything was just on par with things here. Um, and I guess probably because so many people have been traveling. People have been traveling for years in, to, to Mexico, but I think it was a pandemic because Mexico was still open. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of black folks have been going to Cancun and Tulum. Like I was surprised. Um, at the music I was hearing in Mexico. One of the DJs in the place I was at was from Atlanta. Like she was from Atlanta. We was doing like at we was on the beach doing the electric slide to candy. Like it I did not expect that 
in the least because most of these places when you go on vacation it's just like EDM right techno music and stuff like that I didn't flow rider exactly I didn't really expect them to you know to cater to the audience but they're really um, in tune with what's going on and there's a lot of black people who have, who have relocated to run entertainment nightlife and stuff like that in those places and I, it was like honestly it was like being in Miami almost like mm-hmm. Nice weather, but it was, you just encounter so many people who are from New York, from Miami, Atlanta, all these different places. It was amazing. I need a vacation after that, those three days, though. Oh, of course. Like those kinds of vacations where you go hard and you do a bunch of excursions and you're out every night. It's like you need the time on the back end to recover. That's for sure. Uh, Yeah, I got to plan something. I don't know when, you know, that's that's going to happen. Just looking at the next few months for me. Um, But we'll see. I have no idea, but I like, I definitely realize that it needs to happen. Like there, there needs to be, you know, some kind of unplugging. Just when I think about, and we've talked about a lot of it on the show, when I think about everything that has happened over the last, you know, two years um, and just like sort of pushing through in spite of all of those things, personal losses, weather catastrophes, it's just the stress of COVID, you know, all of that stuff. Um, like I definitely... Coming into the summer, I was like feeling kind of tired. And then as the summer has gone on, at first I didn't really recognize it because I was still working out. So I'm like, I'm still doing what I need to do, you know, physically to keep myself well from that perspective. But it was like all I it was all I could do just to get my workouts in and and work. And so I started to feel, I guess maybe in June, I started to feel like not myself, like just the tank was feeling like it was headed towards empty. And then, you know, it all kind of hit me at once. It was like just the after effect of the last two years and everything where I was just like, I am mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, and just, just drained. And so, you know, it went from like, oh, we'll do, uh, I'll do a solo episode a month. Once, once a month, we'll do an extraordinary occurrences once a month. Um, so that's two episodes a month and like, we'll be good to your schedule being crazy. And then I was like, all right, I guess I'll do two by myself. And then I was like, I don't know that I can carry this show, like in the the state that I'm in. And then, you know, dealing with the Monday morning move, it, it just, I literally, for the first time, probably in, I don't know, seven, eight years, I just lacked inspiration, like just lacked any idea about what to do with the show, what to do about the brand, what I wanted to put out in the world. And then that's when I had to acknowledge that like, I mean, I've said it before on here, but I think I've felt it more viscerally this summer that nothing about grief and like emotional trauma is linear. And so having like worked through so many different things, and we've been very open about that on the show, just continuing to push despite like so many things, I think it all just caught up with me. And I was like, all right, there's some obligations that I just can't put down. That's my career. Right. Um, you know, again, the health and wellness piece, but everything else for the first time in over four years, the show as well, for the first time since we've launched the show, felt optional. Like I need to just engage in what my own self-care and I know that's such a buzzword these days in my own healing and just making sure like I can I can stay right side up. And that's hard. That was hard for somebody like was, me who's a doer no. and all about productivity. It is it is I'm still kind of grappling. It, with that. it was definitely hard. But I mean, we had a conversation, you know, off the mic or, you know, I just know I 
I know how you are as a person. We're siblings. I know you my entire life. You know what I mean? Delisha has always been, you know, she starts something, she's going to finish it. She aiming to be the best. You know, she got to have an A. She, she trying to make it happen. She's not going to let anything fail under her watch. But I vividly remember having this conversation with you and it's like saying like, all right, if you got to take a step back, that's okay. It'll be fine if it's for your own health and your well-being. I care about my sister before I care about a podcast or a brand. And I'm saying we don't want you out here, Mariah Carey on TRL or, you know, Martin Lawrence waving a gun in traffic because it's just physically, emotionally, everything exhausted. Like and, you know, not to make light of people's mental health, but that's what and when you when people work hard, man, people have breakdowns mm-hmm. or whatever. So before you go in the hospital or before, you know, a screw comes loose or something like that, hey, put something down. And But that's hard for somebody who carries everything right. and the mentality and the culture of your social circle and your family, how you've been groomed, how you've been raised. No, we can handle everything. Mm-hmm. But, you know, human beings uh, uh, reach their limits when it comes to certain things. And these are not regular times that we're living in. All the things that have occurred back to back to back that, you know, you feel like you may have worked through or come to an understanding on, but, you know, you still dealing with it. Like, I, you know, my birthday just passed and I found myself, you know, this past month thinking about dad again mm-hmm. and, you know, everything. And there's some things that I thought I was over with that, you know, that I dealt with that is still like crushing. You know, you realize, um, you know, there again, that there is no, you'll never have another conversation. There won't be anything. There's anything that you have that's unanswered is just unanswered mm-hmm. for the rest of your life. And I think especially you know, I can't speak for you, but as a man in your, you know, your thirties, this is time more than ever that you want to talk to your your parents, like your your father, because you can talk to him almost like a peer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What were you going through? What are you experiencing? What are your thoughts on this? And not having that, yeah, you can have substitutes, but it's nothing like having your father, somebody right. who um um is like you, understands you, and has sim- similar experiences, especially if they have a similar mm-hmm. temperament. Um, I forgot where I was going. <laughs> Going with that. Because it's a lot. I mean, you know, it's and I think what I realized is what you were saying, you know, you have all these things that you you, I think when you have a parent that you are battling their own demons and you don't necessarily get to talk to on the regular, you try to make peace with that. But there's a part of you that believes or has a even if it's small, like a bit of faith mustard seed faith that at some point there can be a reconciliation and right. some kind of closure. And so, you know, when death happens before that that reconciliation is able to occur, it does leave this sort of gaping hole, right? That is actually harder to reconcile than like when they're alive, right? right. And it's strange. So then you have that. And then because of what we experienced and, you know, how our father died, there's also not closure from that either. And so you're just living in all of these questions and uncertainty and sort of unfinished business, right? Right. And it, the, the thing that's surprising to me is I'm not angry. Like I, you would, like I talk to people and like I've had conversations with them because I'm open. I don't be like, oh, you know, you pass. I tell people exactly what I know what happened, and people be like, ain't you frustrated? Just that and other. And it's like I'm not angry at anybody per se, even though he was taken away. It's just you wish that. Of course, you wish that that didn't happen, right? Um, but it's not like I feel like a sense of vengeance or I got to get even with somebody. But you wish you could have had some sort of reconciliation. Right. Or you wish those questions that you had or those things you didn't know you could reach out and ask and do it now. You you take certain things for granted. You don't know something is going to be snatched away from you. Exactly. Um, and I think, you know, as you're getting older, you know, you 
you have to remember that you're running your own race, you're walking your own path, but things get even way more real when you see year after year, more people get married, people buying homes, people having kids. And you're like, all right, where am I at? Mm-hmm. And ratio to all these other things, you know? Right, exactly. And and so, you know, I, I think people say it to us all the time. Right. Like the things that we were talking about this just earlier, the things that we have been able to do, right? The consistency with the show. Now the fourth year of nonprofit work, all of the, the creative projects that you've um, worked on, my career has consistently moved in the right direction, you know, for quite a few years now and getting that NYC FinTech women, getting on that list, you know, having your face on the jumbotron at New York Stock Exchange and being in Business Insider and like all of those things are obviously great, right? But when you think about the boxes that we are meant to check from the uh, traditional perspective and where you think you're going to be, all those things could be happening in tandem. But when you have all these, what you feel are like really gaping holes, particularly when you grew up in a conventional family in a lot Mm -hmm. of ways, but in some ways not, right? Because of familial, parental, you know, stuff and divorce and all those things. I think there's a part of me that even though I've been able to like accomplish all of this stuff and buy the house and do this and climb the ladder and mentor other people now and like kind of be the, you know, a bit of the OG in a way, you know, in my corporate life and in my legal career, like all of those things that have have not really come into fruition. um, It's hard. It's really hard. Or just putting so much good out into the world and feeling like, when, when what you put out into the world is not coming back the way you thought it would. Right. It doesn't mean that you don't have good in your life. But like, you know, I thought four years into a show, right? Like all of the things that we've done, the the blood, sweat and tears poured into the show, the money, the time, the hurdles, the crazy experiences we've had <laughs> literally recording with no heat. Like, you know, all of that stuff. Right. Um all because we want to showcase the stories of people who have overcome, right? Or who just by virtue of being black and brown or an ally have experienced challenges. You know, there's a part of you that, you know, you're doing it for the love of it, but you believe that something's going to come of that, right? right? And and it's going to grow. You're, you're doing it because you're passionate about it. But when you put that much into something, even if you're not admitting it, subconsciously, you have a belief that is going to bear fruit within a certain amount of time. And so when that doesn't happen, and then you've got all this real life stuff happening at the same time that everybody's dealing with, you know, loss and all this and paying your bills and working and the weeks are just going, 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 you know, after a while you look up and you're like, what, what have I been doing for the last, you know, four or five years? And what do I have I have things to show for it, but are they the things that bring me joy? Right. Are the things are they the things that feed my passion? And I think for me, I've been thinking a lot about that, particularly as we watch. And this is really kudos to you. You know, the people who you have pinpointed as somebody we had to have on the show, not because they had any notoriety, but you just saw something in them, and then watching their star rise, you know, or people who are leveraging the interview that they did on this show, right, to expand their horizon. And we're, you know, ecstatic about that. But you start to ask yourself, like, like when's it going to be my Right. Time? Is this just a vehicle for everybody else? Like, you know, is that, I'm a, am I a conduit for other people's right. dreams to continue to materialize? And, and not saying that this show is a singular component to them. Oh, no, it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a combination mm-hmm. of things. But I think, at least the way I feel like we view things, it's like, 
I get happy when people around me and people I'm connected to have success. Mm-hmm. Like I'm always happy to see people feel forward, but you feel like, all right, when you see people around you doing similar things or similar minded, because I think everybody, we have something in common with everybody that comes on the show. Mm-hmm. And you see them advancing forward. I feel like that's just like a signal, like, all right, they got their time. My time is going to come in a certain way as well to progress forward and grow. And when it doesn't happen, you know, on the time that you have, it can be a little um, dis- discouraging because some people, you know, some people are straight up haters like, oh, why they got this right. up better? But, you know, we're not all on the same path. Everybody's not doing the same thing. And again, it's just your timing. What they used to say back in church, like, it's not your time, it's God's time. But you're like, all right, but I want to know when. <laughs> right. You know, and we are we are very, I mean, we talk about it. We're not just saying this because we're recording. Like when something great happens to somebody who's been on the show, if one of us see it first, we're like, look at this. You know, we try right. to reach out and whatever. We are like and it also feels like a, we feel proud. We feel like proud family. Like, you know, we knew there right. was something there and now they're, they're reaching the next level in their journey. Um, but I think, you know, this summer it was just like that going through another grief cycle, feeling really tired, um, you know, feeling really overextended in a lot of ways, but not overextended with the things that I'm passionate about, just everything else, all those other, other, other obligations. It had me like rethinking a lot, like rethinking my, you know, my life choices. What do I want out of that are the next phase of my life? Um, and also to your point, you know, if I could be really, really transparent, I definitely had a point where I was like, I need to take a step back before, you know, I'm not in a good place. You know, I'm, I'm in a much darker place mentally. And so that was important for me. Like, I believe you have to sort of follow the signs and look for the little signals and the red flags that you might be spiraling a bit. And so I know, you know, people look at what I do for a living and they look at the, you know, the workout videos on my IG story and they're like, oh yeah, she's so, so my friends say it all the time, like you're so disciplined. And so, but for me, you know, the workout thing, it, it was just a necessity, you know, from a health perspective. I need this so I don't get diabetes. Exactly. Like, I'm just trying to keep my blood pressure like, halfway down. I was trying down. to die of heart disease or something. Listen, those genetics, man, they they warrant, I don't have a choice. So that, you know, anytime I'm feeling like falling off that wagon, I just think about the fact that I don't want to be taking insulin in the next right. five years. And so, and as if people listen to this show regularly, they know this. that's not unfounded. That's not a fear that I'm pulling out of thin air. Like, this is my reality. It's what I have to do to stay well. And so, and to not, you know, go down that path of being, being, having all the diseases that so many people in our communities um, struggle with. So, yeah, I mean, after, so after a couple of months, it's just sort of trying to get my bearings and I never intended to take a break from the Monday morning move. That was not the plan. It was like one week I was just like, "Ah, I don't really, I'm not feeling inspired. I don't know, you know, next week. And the next week turned into three weeks and then four. And I don't know how many weeks it's been now. And But I'm OK with that. And in, in the beginning, I felt a bit guilty about it. Like, oh, I started this thing and I didn't keep up with it. But the reality of it is what we have experienced, both collectively and individually, over the last couple of years is not normal. And I had to acknowledge that, that like I needed a minute just to sort of heal and unpack some things on the next phase of my journey. Right. And I and I also think, and we talked about this off air too, I think what we built this show on is genuine and authentic things, like not being cliche or not saying things that we didn't believe in and trying to be as transparent, you know, as possible. You know, you're not going to put, we're not the type of people put our whole lives out in the world. That's never going to happen. But as transparent as what you're comfortable as being, but like, if it's not there, I believe if it's not there, don't force it. Mm-hmm. And in this day and age that we're living in, when people talk about, you know, content creators and content, nah, get it out, get it out, get it out. Like, but if you're trying to be real 
um, about things. Sometimes you're not gonna, um, there may not be anything to put out. Mm-hmm. There not be, might be anything to take from. We're human beings. We're not perfect people. Other people, I can't speak on anyone else, but I'm not wired like that. And if, you know, I know it's podcasting, so it's a little bit different. But if you think about like it from a, a musician standpoint, right? But like a musician is, you have musicians who are content creators and then you have musicians who are artists. Mm-hmm. And they're going to put something out when it's time to put something out when it's right. Versus, you know, you got some artists out there that put a mixtape out every week if it's possible phone it just, in, just phone it in pull it in but I don't view us in that light as phoning things and it's especially a little bit harder when you're not interviewing other guests any week to come with something genuine and timely um that that makes sense and I think I'm all right with that and I think our audience um understands that to a certain degree cuz I have people reach out to me and tell me when things are right and when things are wrong mhm but I, I just really think, you know, what we're doing and what we're trying to build um, is not just especially, you know, being a, a two person team is just not it's not a paper mill. Right. It's not a factory. Everything is not going to just fly off. You're trying to be new and, and original and be authentic. It's not just going to be um, it may not be there every week unless you are regurgitating and recycling the same messages over and over. And that can get old and stale really quick. Or jumping on trends or talking about whatever's going on in pop culture, which is just not really the nature of our show. Right. Um, very often. So, yeah, it's 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 not easy. And I'm learning to, you know, be OK with that. And, you know, I, I sort of went from I think my progression over the course of the last few months was like before we we took the show down reduced, you know, the frequency of the show to kind of like when we could do it. The first four years of December 26th podcast, through the challenges, through the ups and downs, the stats, the stats being on the rise pre-COVID and then that drop off. And then it was like a weird spike in the middle of the cold where everybody was home and listening and then a drop off again. You know, through all of that, I have always said, I know what this brand is supposed to be. Like there was never a doubt in my mind of mm-hmm. like what the brand was supposed to be. I was confident in that. Um, you know, one day the brand is going to be X, Y, and Z because it's really not just December 26th with the podcast. There's so many other things that people don't even know, you know, that we talk about from a media perspective that we want to do and conferences and this and that and brands, my own personal brand and all that stuff. So I have like moved, even when this has gotten difficult and we're trying to, you know, record episodes on a random Saturday morning after having worked 60, 70 hours a week. What kept me going was knowing that this is what I know this brand is going to be one day. And I don't know how it happened, but I went from like, this is what I know it's going to be to, man, I wonder when this is going to happen to, man, I wonder if it's going to happen. And so like all of this doubt started to creep in because, you know, and a lot of that was driven by just the way we, we have just been knocked off our saddle so many different times just with life stuff. And then um, also just seeing how crowded the field has gotten. Everybody is podcasting. Celebs, like it's the thing now, you know, right. because everybody was home. And so I was like, wow, the thing that I thought that was going to be the launching pad for us, not the only thing, but the launching pad, you know, is just one of thousands upon thousands of, you know, shows now that are out there. And I I really had to sit with that for a period of time. And, you know, I'm being honest about this because I feel like, you know, people, this grind culture that we're in, you know, sort of the Diddy mentality, you, you have to know that you have to know that you have to know that you're the greatest, right? And no matter what, you're going to make it. And it's like, I, you know, I always knew 
no matter what happened, you know, and that's great. And that is how, how I live my life um, most of the time. But acknowledging your own humanity means being able to say that sometimes you have seeds of doubt that doubt you have to work you. through. It just it just life kicks you in the face one time too many and you have to work through that. And that's what I've been spending much of the last couple of months doing, just trying to process, you know, these doubtful feelings that I never had before. Not with respect to this, because I was just so passionate about it Mm -hmm. and everything related to this that I think is going to come, you know, come from. And so, so that's been a journey for sure. It's been a a serious, uh, you know, journey. And yeah, when you, you know, you give your life to something and your money and your resources and it's not quite clicking the way you thought it would, um, yeah, it's it's a lot. And you, you add grief for on top of that, man, oh man. Right. You know, so um it's been an interesting summer, needless to say the least. Needless to say the least. So um, but here we are. Here we are. And and partially why here why we are here is because we had no choice but to click back in. Um, everybody who knows us well knows that August is crazy for us, uh, because of the charity work that we do. So we had no it it, it was no no choice in the matter to to get back up. Gotta keep pushing. And I'm so tired. I just realized I said needless to say the least, which really is two statements together. Needless to say and to say the least. But that's what happens when your girl's been working all day long on this charity event. And I'm a bit sleep deprived. But anyway. On this fourth annual host of Backpack Giveaway Bash. Happening. Happening. By the time this episode comes out, it will be four days away from the event. And so it is whew, crunch time. We're going to make it happen. We're going to make it happen. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, again, longtime listener, you know, it always comes down to the wire with this thing. No matter how early we start planning, no matter how. I mean, it just never fails. There's always red tape, bureaucracy, local politics. It's all kinds of issues that just delay the progress <laughs> every it, time. And what's so wild is, I, I feel like I say this every year, it shouldn't be this hard no. just to help people. Like this is a, this is a labor, literally a labor of love. It should not be this many obstacles, but I know well, the same thing that happens every year, you know, it's always all this stress leading up to it. But the day of the event, when you execute everything, you see them babies get them bags and it's the older kids too. It makes it all worth it. Absolutely. So we are, you know, dealing with what we deal with every single year. Uh, are the last bit of donations going to come in, you know, before um, that day? And I mean, thankfully, we're in a position enough that we front, you know, a lot of the expenses. And mm-hmm. then we, we know we, we have a pretty good grasp of and can forecast sort of what the donations will be. This year, we are combating inflation and, you know, the onslaught of a recession. So we will see what happens. Um, but we have faith. We, we know how to navigate the challenges, but it is, whew, y'all have no idea. It it's so tough, stressful. but, we, but we're, we're going to make it happen. And, you know, if you're listening and you would like to contribute, you can go right ahead. We're still taking dollars down to the last hour. All you have to do is text text HOSA, that's H-O-S as in sunshine, A, to 53555. That's HOSA to 53555. If you send that text, it'll send you a link back of where you can donate. It is for the kids. We are in a unique year um, in that, you know, we go to one of the most underserved communities in the county where we're from. And usually we have the benefit of our event and then there's another event that the township does where they provide backpacks and school supplies as well. We found out late in the game this year that they didn't have the resources to do theirs. And so we are expecting um, a large turnout. 
And we're just trying to make sure that no kid leaves empty handed. That's that's all we're trying to do. And so it's giving me a little bit of heartburn. We always have stuff left over every year, which is good. This year, because of that piece of information, we don't know if that's the case. And so we have a really large turnout. We're just trying to make sure that all of these kids are straight and they have an amazing day. Um, and so that's the plan. If you want to help out, go ahead and text that number, 53555 um, and support no amount is too small. Listen, man, we prefer the money that folds, but we'll take the money that jingles too. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, we have done this every year without major, um, major corporate support. And, you know, it's always just friends, families, colleagues who, who make it happen. Now, I will say this year, we've come up in the world a little bit. We've got um, our first sort of company donor that has come in, um, thankfully, and, and just doing a little bit. But, you know, we do this the large majority of it comes from just our village and podcast folks, everybody. So if you're listening and you want to be down for the cause, uh, we welcome your assistance. It's never too late. Even after the event, it's not too late because right. we always inevitably have things that we have to take care of. You know, we would love to for it to just be um, the expenses for the backpacks and the school supplies and a bunch of volunteers. But unfortunately, real life does not work that way. And so logistically, there are certain service providers that we just have to pay. Like, And so right. there are other line items in this budget for us to pull this event off and do it safely and in a way that's fun for the kids where we have to absorb those expenses. So, you know, there are always bills and invoices that are, that are due the day of or shortly thereafter. So if you want to help out, um, you can absolutely do that. And, you know, listen, through all the challenges, it always works out. I'm still excited. Oh, I'm still super excited. And remember, all those donations are tax deductible. Absolutely, they are. We are legitimate. We are not one of those fake nonprofits who just asks you to cash app us, but there's no uh, federal tax ID number attached. All of our paperwork is in order. Paperwork. In the words of Ghostface Killer, <laughs> let me see the, the paperwork. paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, so that's what our, the next few days will be spent uh, focused on for us. So th it has been honestly a, a great way to help me sort of kind of get a little bit right side up, feel a little bit more energy, a little bit more motivated because, you know, I was kind of forced into <laughs> it because we had to get going, you know, with this thing. But I'm looking forward to seeing the smiles on those kids' faces. That always makes it, whew, all the crazy that we go through, it makes it worth it. Always makes it worth it. Absolutely. Seeing the smiles on the faces, hearing the mothers and the fathers. Thank you all so much. Just that now it's, it's quite indescribable. It is. It's. It's great. And, you know, we, we often say, even though we have, through the process of doing this, come across people who are trying to get involved for recognition and cloud and, you know, for all the wrong reasons. Like, I think what's just so absurd to me is that neither of us need this. <laughs> like, they're just, you know, we don't need this for any kind of recognition. We don't need it for any kind of standing in the community. Our name is good out here. We have carved out lanes for ourselves in our respective fields that we don't need to use community event, you know, to have any kind of notoriety. Yes. We literally, it costs us a lot to do this and we just do it because we care, you know? It's and so all off the strength. And I tell you how real it is. If you go back and look, it ain't even really no pictures of, of us with people. Right. Cause I, I got enough respect for people because I know what it's like to get things because I had to get things growing up that, you know, I stay, I keep them cameras out of people's faces unless they want to take a picture. Cause and we've had that we, too. Yeah, yeah. We've had people like, yo, y'all come take this picture with us. <laughs> right. And so, you know, it is literally for, you have to, you have to show your donors what you pulled off. So, you right. know, we have the fun pictures from the, the, you know, the kids running around with their snow cones, sugar, you know, wasted on sugar and, mm -hmm. 
with their backpack on their back. We have to do that, right? That's a part of the game um, when you're raising money. But for the most part, like, it's not about that. It, and if you notice, it's like you never see us anywhere because we're too busy running, running right. around. Uh, and so, yeah, this is literally just it's just passion. It's just a passion project and paying it forward, um, and, you know, as, a, as an honor and, and a thank you to the people who did it for us. Right. And to honor that legacy that they've created. And so if you want to pay it forward, you can even donate in somebody's name and tribute to them if you go to the website. Um, so please. Yeah. If you want to help us out in the last whew, the last uh, the last, stretch, last, the last stretch, leg. we welcome that for sure. Uh, so, yeah. Anything else you want to talk about? I think you touched everything. Yeah, I know this is like, I feel like the last few episodes we've said is not like our normal episode, but like that authenticity is what we've built uh, this show on. And I'll just, I'll leave on this positive note because I think that's important, not just to just be talking about all the heavy stuff, but I had an experience like maybe a week or two ago. So like most of the country, we're dealing with the heat wave and this heat wave like just burnt. Oh my God, it burnt my plants up. I was like so hurt after trying to tend to these plants, you know, living that suburban homeowner life. Um, and they were just torched. It, it was just like, no matter what I did, the, the plants just would not recover. And um, I was like researching things online. I was just about to just toss them all. And then I remembered uh, A, that half the plants are annuals. So they're meant to sort of rejuvenate after a change in weather. You know, that, that's talking about winter, of course, but they're meant to grow back. And so I knew half were annuals. And then I was just researching on the internet and found um, a, a solution to the others to try to help them sort of kick back into gear. And so I followed all the instructions. And sure enough, in the midst of all of the... <laughs> The burnt leaves and, you know, shrubbery and all that and greenery, you could see just new plants and new flowers starting to sprout. And so um, while I was out there tending to them and I, I read somewhere like, don't cut the dead parts right now, wait to the end of the season. I forget why, honestly, but so it was like the the dead parts just commingled with the new you know, really mm -hmm. pretty plants and flowers that were coming through. And I was out there watering them and I just, you know, had this thought and the thought was look for signs of life. And, you know, I, for all, all of the not feeling like, you know, feeling inspired all summer um, or for most of the summer, you know, I, I will leave you all with this. I know the things that we are talking about here, grief, um, doubting your own dream and vision when it doesn't happen in time that you think it would feeling unmotivated, feeling uninspired, I would encourage you to look for signs of life. Look for those indicators in your life that there are still time, there's still hope, there's still an opportunity to manifest the vision and the dream that you have for yourself. Because if you look for it, just like I've talked about those mile markers before, this is similar. If you look for those signs of life, they will make themselves known to let you know that even if it feels like the dream that you've had is on life support, there are things that are there to remind you that they're still alive. They may feel dormant, but they're not dead and they will grow over time. You've got time. We've got time. Um, it's not over. So that's what I want to leave the people with. Amen. With that being said, I know somebody who might listen to this episode who they don't know us. If they don't know us, it might be like totally out of context. Like, what kind of show is this? But if you feel like there's something for someone to glean from this episode, you know what to do. After you like and comment, share it with them and, and tell them to take a listen. Then tell them, listen, it's 200 plus episodes you can go back <laughs> and listen to. Start from the beginning. The beauty of podcasting, the content is evergreen and is there for uh, the taking. So 
With that being said, we thank you in advance, those of you who will come through. In the fourth quarter, we are running against that shot clock uh, and want to donate to the cause and help us make sure these kids get what they need for the upcoming school year. We appreciate you. We thank you in advance. Hey, you said it all, Pastor. I said it all, I guess. You know, the church comes out of me sometimes. Uh, But with all of that being said, if you don't do anything else, if you ignore everything else that we say, even if you don't donate, we still love you. But remember to be extraordinary on an ordinary day. Take care. Peace. Thank you for listening to the December 26th podcast. I am your host, Delisha. This episode was produced by Demarcus Adisa and music was provided by Thovo. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at December 26er. That's December 26ER.